Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. I wanted to do this episode on breaking your sugar habit because I know you want to break your sugar habit and probably feel like it's so hard, maybe even impossible. It may be that you feel like you have gained weight because of the sugar. It may be that sugar makes you feel sluggish and you want to increase your energy so that is your motivation to break your sugar habit or your motivation to break your sugar habit might be because of a diagnosis such as diabetes and trying to manage that better with lifestyle modifications and there are lots of other reasons to break a sugar habit so regardless of the reason behind it this episode is for you. But first, just a quick story, and actually before I jump into that story, be sure to listen to this entire episode. It's a little bit shorter than the rest because at the end, I'm going to tell you about something brand new that is free that you are going to want to take advantage of. All right, so for the short story, this past weekend, I was watching my husband Paul play in his beach volleyball tournament. I was sitting and talking with my friend and one of our friends came over after playing a few of her games and mentioned that she needed to go back over to where her stuff was so that she could eat some sugar before her next game. Then she laughed and said, oh, I probably shouldn't be saying that in front of Kate. She knows that I'm an eating habit coach and said it jokingly, but it made me think that maybe some people think that just to have good eating habits or healthy eating habits, you can't have any sugar at all. I don't believe this is the case at all. Now, some people might want to just completely omit sugar from their diet for the rest of their life, and that's just a personal preference, but I personally don't believe that in order to have good or healthy eating habits that you can't have any sugar ever again. What I do believe though, is that if you feel like you eat sugar often and it's causing something negative for you, such as negatively impacting your physical health or even your mental or emotional health, then that is not a good thing. That is something that you might want to address by breaking your sugar habit. And just to be clear, If you have sugar, say every once in a while, or like a little tiny bit, a couple of times a week, that is different than a sugar habit. A sugar habit is something that will feel out of control for you. You're eating sugar frequently, and this may be due to having a sugar craving and then acting upon that craving and feeling out of control that way. It may be that you just don't know how to shift from eating sugary foods to eating healthier foods, and so this keeps you feeling stuck and keeps you eating the same sugary foods. It may be an array of reasons for that feeling of not having the control. Habits are something that are very automatic, so if you feel like you just automatically reach for the sugar frequently, you probably have a sugar habit. 
if you feel that you're in control and more deliberate about when you're picking and choosing when to have a dessert, for example, then it's probably not truly a sugar habit. So the goal is to get you out of that automaticity, that habit, and into a feeling of control and being very deliberate or intentional about when you are eating the sugar or the sweet thing. And I'm talking about refined sugars here. I'm not talking about sugars found naturally in things like fruits, even some vegetables and whole grains. Those are more natural sugars that are inside of or part of nutritious foods that also contain lots of other wonderful nutrients that your body needs. I'm talking about sugars that are found in things like candy, baked goods, soda, packaged foods like ding-dongs. I don't know why ding-dongs came to my mind and granola bars and Twinkies. Do they even make Twinkies anymore? I don't know, or Ding Dongs for that matter. I know they made those when I was a kid back in like the late 80s and 90s. Such funny names for sweet snacks, by the way, Ding Dongs and Twinkies. And there are lots of different reasons why you don't want to be eating lots of these foods, lots of these refined sugary foods. Think of them kind of like chemicals. You wouldn't want chemicals wreaking havoc on your body constantly. And lots of refined sugars is sort of like this. Now, of course, a lot of the foods we ingest can have some nasty things in them, but refined sugars, such as those found in candy and desserts and soda, and certainly lots of other things, really lead to a lot of negative effects on your body and preventable diseases, including heart disease. So let's break that sugar habit, shall we? All right, so if you've been a podcast listener, you've probably heard me talk about the habit cycle. So there's this cycle of events that occurs and has to occur frequently in order for a behavior to eventually become a habit. Within this habit cycle, there is a behavior sequence. So a sequence of events that leads to a behavior or that must occur for a behavior to occur. So if this behavior sequence occurs over and over and over again, that's the habit cycle and that's how a habit is formed. There's always going to be some sort of a trigger, meaning something that cues you or prompts you or triggers you to eat the sugar to do the behavior. This, of course, is always going to happen before the behavior itself. So if you have a trigger and if the behavior itself is doable, it's easy to do or easy enough to do, oftentimes your brain will do it, will go forward with the behavior, as long as there is some sort of a reward for doing it or what your brain perceives as a reward. That will oftentimes be pleasure or a lessening of pain or discomfort. Think of emotional eating. So in the most basic terms, to decrease the likelihood of a behavior from occurring, you would need to make the behavior more difficult to do and try to remove or decrease the trigger as much as possible. You can also try to make the reward less rewarding, but that can be a little bit more difficult to do than the other two things, especially when we're talking about the especially when we're talking about dopamine and the reward pathway. Now, in between the trigger and the behavior itself, a couple of things also occur. Let's just say that you see a donut shop while you're walking downtown. 
that donut shop may be the visual trigger. If you can smell the freshly made donuts, that would also be a trigger as well. That would be an olfactory trigger, meaning it's triggering you because of how the donuts smell. Delicious, right? So for you to walk into the donut shop, buy a donut and eat the donut, it has to be easy enough to do, meaning that the donut shop has to actually be open. You have to have some money and you have to be physically able to actually eat a donut. There also has to be some sort of reward. So if you've eaten a donut before and thought that it was delicious, your brain is going to know that that pleasure from eating the donut is the reward that you should be able to anticipate if you eat the donut again. Now, you could, of course, tell yourself that you're never going to walk by a donut shop and therefore you'll never be triggered by donuts, but that may be very difficult. There are certainly some things where you can absolutely remove the visual trigger or decreases as much as you can, but some things that you might not be able to. Anything that will help is good, though. Therefore, if you have a situation where you can decrease or remove the trigger, then we do that. If we can make the behavior more difficult to do, then we do that as well. So those are some of the things that I help you with as an eating habit coach. There's even more though, because there are more things that occur in between the trigger and the behavior. When there is a trigger, you will have a thought about the trigger. This can occur very quickly. It can occur a little bit more slowly where you feel like you have a little bit of more consciousness of that thought, that thought will then lead to a feeling in your body. That feeling in your body will then drive your actions, the behavior. Sometimes the behavior can be an inaction for certain things. For example, if you're feeling tired, you might not exercise even though you told yourself you would exercise that day. The, t- the fatigue or the tiredness <laughs> is making it so that you don't get off the couch and go exercise. So your feelings or your emotions drive your behaviors. If you want to break your sugar habit, you also need to be aware of your thoughts and know how to manage those so that they create feelings that will not leave you feeling out of control and driving your actions. You'll want to create the feelings that will then help you to say no to the sugar, right? Or to do something instead of eating the sugar. You'll be able to have a thought about the trigger that will cause a feeling within you that will help you to not eat the donuts when you're trying to break a sugar habit. Or you'll have a thought that'll provide a feeling that will just sort of put you in a different direction than you normally would have gone if that trigger and the thought and the feeling and all that was sort of left unaddressed. Now, again, I want to be clear that, of course, you can still have donuts, right? But if you're trying to break a sugar habit and you're really trying to get control, then you want to learn these skills so that you can be in control when those triggers come up. That way, you're not impulsively buying and eating donuts just because you're walking by a donut shop, just because you have that trigger and it sends off that sequence of events. Unless, of course, you feel like you have gotten very good at controlling your eating habits when you're not worried that you'll slip back, right? So if you're someone that has gotten good control of your eating habits and you may be walking down the street and may be triggered by the donuts and maybe you do impulsively go and get a donut, that's something that is 
not generally going to be a problem if you've already gotten good control of your eating habits because you've learned the skills, right? Because you've sort of untrained your brain to just do that automatically all the time. Because that's what it's all about. It's not about omitting certain behaviors forever. It's about feeling in control and being deliberate about your choices and feeling comfortable that if you do go into the donut shop, buy the donuts and eat a donut or even two, you're not going to slip back in old habits because you've already established the skills and you already know and are confident that you can master your habits, right? That really is the objective. So just to bring it back to that sequence of events, you have a trigger that causes a thought to occur in your mind, which then causes a feeling or emotion in your body, which can just be a craving or desire. Those things are feelings or emotions. That feeling then drives the behavior, which can be an action or an inaction. So in the case of a sugar habit, that behavior would be eating the sugar or doing the thing so that you can eat the sugar, right? It ultimately leads to eating of the sugary thing. Then you get the reward of pleasure or decreasing of pain, but oftentimes that and pleasure sort of um, go together. Because of this reward, your brain wants to repeat the cycle of events, and that's how a habit ends up forming. You do this frequently enough, and you now have a sugar habit. But like I said, to break your sugar habit, this whole cycle needs to just be broken up, and each of the components within that cycle needs to be addressed. Otherwise, it's going to be so much harder to break the habit if you only address one of those things. And that's why I can help you. I help you with all of those components within that cycle. There are a lot of people out there that say, oh, just don't do the thing, right? That's so hard though for most humans. And that's because of your thoughts and your feelings. And because of the automaticity of the habit itself, you actually have to break up that sequence of events that occurs, that whole sort of sequence and cycle. And it's very doable. So just as you can form a habit, you can also break a habit. And that includes emotional eating too. So if you feel like your sugar habit is from emotional eating, we find the emotions or the feelings that are driving the behaviors. And we still work on that same cycle of events. We find all of it and we address all of it. All right. That's what I have for you on breaking your sugar habit. I do want to talk to you about a fun new thing that I am offering, at least for the summer, so you'll want to listen up. This is only being offered to the people on my email list, though, so get on my email list if you want this. I'm offering free written coaching, so you can submit something that you need help with, and that can be eating habits, mindset, motivation, anything related to eating habits, really, including weight loss. I will then provide some written coaching back to you. This is so valuable because, hey, it's free coaching, but also oftentimes we need to rehear or reread something in order for it to really sink in, in order for it to really have an impact and really help you. So with written coaching, you have it right in front of you so you can reread it however many times you want. I will also ask you questions within it to get you thinking 
about your situation further and maybe how you're thinking and feeling about certain things so that you can then discover more about why you may be stuck in a certain eating habit that you probably didn't think about before and better be able to start to get out of that eating habit in a much better way than you were doing on your own. Like I said, you have to be on my email list though, because this is not going to be something that you can just access from my website or my social media. I will be sending out an email when I'm opening up the written coaching and that's why you want to be on the email list because that email will be inviting you to submit what you need coaching on, what you need help with. Here's the catch. I don't know how many written coaching requests I'm going to get or how many submissions I'm going to get. So I'm limiting it to five each time. So the first five people. So when I send an email out opening up that written coaching or inviting you to submit your written coaching thing, the thing you need help with, the first five people to submit their um, thing they want coaching on back, those will be the ones that I will respond back to. But don't worry because you can just save your submission just in case you don't get into one of those five slots that time. So you can, I recommend that before you press the submit button, you screenshot or even better, you can copy and paste what you put in and save it elsewhere on your phone or your computer that way in case you are not one of the first five. When I open up the written coaching again a couple of weeks later, you can quickly copy and paste and submit your question, the thing that you want coaching on, and get it in quickly and more likely be one of the first five to get that written coaching. I cannot wait to help you out. So get on my email list first. That's step one in any way possible if you aren't already so that you get these invitations and you get these opportunities. You can do that right on the episode page if you're listening to this episode from my website. So if you sign up for the weekly tips or the free class, you will be on the email list. So you'll be all set and you'll be notified when written coaching is open. Or if you're currently listening to this episode on a podcast app, just click on the episode description and you'll see a link there to get on the email list for weekly tips. Like I said, as long as you're on, you'll get that invitation each time it opens up. So fun. I'm so excited for you. I would have loved if any of my coaches did this for free. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.